Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Time is running out for the Windsors. The monarchy will fall in this country. Now, I know this is a day of celebration for the monarchy and for monarchists, full of pomp and ceremony, and that's understating it. Amongst the regalia include the Sovereign's Orb, the Sovereign's Ring, the Jeweled Orb of Offering, and Golden Spurs, as well as the Crown, obviously, which will be placed on the King's head by the Archbishop of Canterbury, so we can all pretend that a monarch has been personally appointed by God to reign over us, rather than just being randomly born into a particular family. Now, the BBC and other broadcasters are furiously manufacturing consent, trying to claim that the nation, the whole nation, is awash with jubilation, that a people is united, enthralled with the monarchy, besotted with their new king. It is all complete and utter nonsense. And because the coronation is being used as a PR exercise for this outdated and frankly completely preposterous institution, it is important to be direct about the truth, no matter how much it might upset a few people. Now, the truth is, on this day of the coronation, which I'm sure the monarchy are thoroughly enjoying, but they should be scared because their time is running out. According to a YouGov poll, 35% do not care very much about the coronation and 29% do not care at all. So either, in terms of people who don't care at all or care very much, that's 64% of the population. So about two-thirds of the population don't really care about the coronation. Now, only 9% care a great deal and 24% a fair amount. So that's 33% a great deal or a fair amount. I mean, these are catastrophic numbers for the monarchy. The way the BBC and other broadcasters are presenting this is a lie. It's a total lie. There isn't mass enthusiasm for the coronation or the monarchy. Indeed, amongst younger people, which I'll keep returning to, amongst 18 to 24-year-olds, three quarters either don't care at all or very much. Now, according to another poll, only 29% of Britons think the monarchy is very important, which is down from 38% just last year. That's a pretty sharp fall in the space of 12 months. Those who say the monarchy is very important is at the lowest level since they started collecting data and asking people four decades ago. Another poll shows that 31% think there should be a referendum on the monarchy's future. You might think well, that's only a minority. Fine, but that's up by nine points in September, while 52% say they shouldn't, but that's down by 12 points in September. Now, while a massive number of pensioners, and no question that amongst pensioners there's massive support for the monarchy. 77% of the over 65s think the monarchy is good for Britain, but only 32% of 18 to 24 year olds, the future of the country, let's be very clear, um, have the same sense of enthusiasm about the monarchy. It is the young who really should terrify the monarchy because they are going to end up being the grave diggers of the institution. There's this argument that, oh, well, the young will just get more conservative with age. Well, actually, all the evidence says that isn't happening. Financial Times did a really interesting study which showed that uh, millennials have defied the trend of other generations, like the silent generation or baby boomers or Gen X, in actually not becoming more conservative with age at all 
completely going in a completely different direction. And you can see that with the monarchy. You see the gap between how younger people and older Britons feel about the monarchy has exploded in the last 12 years. In 2011, 73% of the over 65s wanted to keep the monarchy compared to 59% of 18 to 24 year olds. So there was less enthusiasm between young and old, but that wasn't the biggest gap in the world. But now 79% of the over uh, 25, this is in terms of want to keep the monarchy, 79% of the over 65s want to keep the monarchy, but only 36% of the young feel the same way. A massive gap now. A quarter of Britons overall want to get rid of the monarchy, but that was 15% just 11 years ago. You can see which direction that is heading towards. Now, it's also notable that 45% of Britons say they're proud of the monarchy, but 29% say they're neither proud nor embarrassed, and 20% say they're embarrassed. And while 59% have a favourable view of the king, 33% have an unfavourable view. So that gives them a favourable rating of plus 26. Compare that to Queen Elizabeth II, who undoubtedly was a huge asset for the monarchy. And she had 80% favourability and just 5% disliking it. I mean, I would dislike, the mon uh, dislike Queen Elizabeth. I do dislike the institution of the monarchy. I didn't have any beef with Queen Elizabeth II be slightly odd to have any beef i don't know you know five percent clearly didn't take to her but she had a plus 75 approval rating i mean you know these are astonishing figures which show um that support for the monarchy is declining enthusiasm for the monarchy is significantly less than it was younger people in particular who are the future of this country are turning away from the institution and the polling also suggests that more people than not think there will be no monarchy in the next 50 years. And I happen to be inclined to agree with them. Now, you get these arguments for the monarchy. I mean, there's, I think some a kind of presumption that they're the best people for the job. Why? I mean, it's just ludicrous. It's completely arbitrary. It's just random people born into a family. Um, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people maybe support the monarchy go, well, they do a better, much better job than you would owe in his king whatever that actually entails in practice where if i was randomly born into the royal family and i was first in line then actually monarchists would have to conclude that i automatically that i was the best person uh to be king i, I would just have magical magically the, the right attributes uh to be the head of state and the figurehead of the nation just randomly based on my blood not any talent or ability um, there's this argument about tourism that, yeah, we spend a huge amount on them, but they more than pay their way because of that. It is such nonsense. It's actually very unpatriotic, by the way. Um, you may have noticed people visit France, which I think it, we can say comprehensively discarded the monarchy um, in their case. Um, they get more visitors or did before the pandemic than any other country on the face of the earth. Um in Britain, Chester Zoo is more popular than Windsor Castle or Buckingham Palace's tourist destinations. Only three royal properties make the top 100 uh, most popular tourism destinations. Um, Windsor Castle is beaten, which comes top of, of those royal properties, and it's beaten by Windsor, Windsor Legoland. I mean, you know, it's, it's been claimed that royal tourism brings in £500 million a year. A figure was actually being debunked by Republic, the, well the anti-monarchist institution who support elected head of state. But total tourism revenue um, in Britain is £127 billion. So even this completely discredited claim is um, is actually a tiny, tiny fraction of, of the actual trade. If you compare this to Ireland, Ireland have an elected president who's a figurehead, so kind of honorary role, um, huge amounts of public support um, and enthusiasm um, for that particular president. 
um, and it costs about 1% of what it costs our own monarchy. You know, you get this argument, well, you'll end up with President Blair and Johnson. Well, I mean, you'd have to win over 50% of the vote in order to become president. I don't think Boris Johnson or Tony Blair would obviously... I mean, they're both profoundly unpopular now. I don't think that's true. I don't think in this honorary position you'd end up with someone, by definition, who's deeply unpopular because most of the population would have to support them. And if, you know, obviously there could be the minority, some of them who don't like them at all, but that's how democracy works. If you've got more than half the population supporting a president, then they've got obviously a pretty comprehensive mandate. Um, and above all else, to have a figurehead of the nation democratically elected, I think would honour a tradition, because this is the other point, it's about tradition, isn't it? We're about to, you know, the monarchy is a tradition. I mean, traditions are often just bad things which have been around for a long time. Um, but if we're going to honour traditions, then we should honour the tradition of those who fought and died for democracy, those who fought for the right of ordinary people to decide who rules over them. And what better way to do that than to have a head of state who is representative of the people who serves them because they're elected to and accountable to them. And if you don't like them, you can get rid of them. We can't get rid of King Charles uh, III. We can't, there's no mechanism for doing so. doesn't matter what he does or how he behaves. Literally cannot get rid of him. And I think this is why, this is why the monarchy is heading to the scrap heap of history. They'll have their big day. The entire British media will almost, will behave as uh, their PR machine. Um, but actually, millions of people have turned away from the monarchy. Most people are not enthusiastic about the monarchy anymore. And that is why, tick, tock, tick, tock, the Windsors, your time is running out. And I think this country, in the space, in the lifetimes of people alive today, is going to end up a country where we elect our head of state. That time cannot come soon enough. But I think it is not too distant in the future. And I think the monarchy should be pretty horrified and scared about its future, future prospects because this country will be a republic not a monarchy and it will be a country where the people are sovereign they're citizens and they're not subjects please like and subscribe do support us on patreon.com i'll see you in a bit why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.